It's the Odd Drunk Podcast, a very strange podcast, the drunkest show in the world. It's Jackson and Colton talking out of their ass. We don't care as long as drinks are poured. Sometimes we have our friends here. We will talk about anything. Anything. We don't care as long as we have here. And if you let that whiskey ring. Welcome back to the Odd Drunk Podcast. The audio may be a little, unless Colton left that intro in, but the audio may not be as good because, well, it's definitely not going to be as good because we're recording on Zoom. Yeah. Uh, This is our first remote podcast. Uh, Colton, he caught the COVID. He did. I I maybe caught the COVID. I'm waiting for a test result back and we're, we're responsible as much as we drink and as much as our podcast might say otherwise, we're going to get each other sick. We try to be responsible adults. (laughs) We're not going to knowingly get each other sick at least. Yeah. I'm sure. (laughs) I'm sure we've unknowingly (laughs) spread. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I I had COVID back in January and I'm pretty sure I caught that down in California on my trip. But uh, for all mm, I know, maybe sense. maybe maybe I got it from you. Possibly. Yeah, maybe. Possibly. <laughs> but well, well, I know I had COVID in January, but we we don't record in January, so yeah. I don't want to hear it. But it could have. <laughs> or maybe you caught system. it from me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyways, yeah, this is our first remote podcast and. Tonight, we're going to be talking about the Obi-Wan Kenobi show, which uh, we will get into. It definitely has its highs and lows. Yeah, I have a lot to say. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it's got really good things in it as well. So it's yeah. kind of confusing on, well, we'll get into it. But, um, but yeah, we've, um, yeah, we haven't done review for the thing in a while. Last night, one we did, I think, was Boba Fett. Yeah. And honestly, I think we were a little too generous. Yeah. I Well, I... Those last couple episodes really hit us hard. It's one of those things where uh, Star Wars is often the type of thing where I am often a lot more generous if it's fresh in my mind. And then once I've had time to stew on it or rewatch it. And actually think about it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, honestly, I... I when I watched Rise of Skywalker in theaters, I still had a good time. Even the, oh, yeah, of course. Even even, no, I, I, even with the somehow Palpatine returned <laughs> live. I went out drinking that night. It helped that I drank a little bit before that. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. Um, but yeah, um, <laughs> you know, maybe for the future we have to, well, we do have our Twitch now. Yeah, uh, that we stream on every once in a while, usually in the evening. Uh, and I do have some footage that I may or may not post to our YouTube channel. Just keep your eyes open. Yeah, keep your eyes out, and are your ears open because this isn't visual. We usually. we have the Twitch set up um, to save the recordings too, so you can go on there and watch our. Yeah, past so you can watch the old ones if yeah. you want to do that. <laughs> we're we're still but, um, figuring out what we're calling the twitch but uh it'll be in the link tree yeah so don't worry about it too much <laughs> yeah and we're still figuring out what it, yeah and i'm still figuring out video editing and my mic setups i have an xlr to usb but those mics require phantom power mm. or they don't have phantom power that's the problem yeah so i would have to get a new mic 
to do so, which, you know, that's not a big deal. But yeah, maybe, you know, next, you know, maybe some of these, these times that if we ever record remotely again, which I'm sure we will, uh, maybe we'll put videos out, but I don't know if anyone wants to see that. And I don't yeah. know if I want to see that I, I, because it's really, it's just two sad, drunk, uh, 20 somethings in their room. Well, you know what, when, I mean, when, when if, all you're saying. if we're editing clips from a two hour long Twitch, we don't have to include everything, uh, in the final product. Exactly. That's in this, we would editing. have to include at least most everything. of it and it would take a at long, least most I of mean, it. people who do like two hour video podcasts where they actually edit the, the, shots and stuff that's, that's so much work but even even that as much work it is and is it even if it looks good like good cameras good you know they like in joe rogan where they show the other person everything it, yeah. it gets still gets boring you're still just watching people talk to each other yeah i don't watch podcasts <laughs> ever i i no, no they're an audio format okay. uh it's entertainment. audio yeah. <laughs> um you know, uh, like the Always Sunny podcast, they uh, they have like a studio now and yeah. uh, they do some fun things like uh, on the last one, uh, Glenn Howerton couldn't actually make it in person. So he was recording remotely, but Charlie and Rob were there. But for anyone watching the video version, they had the Dennis sex doll where uh, Glenn <laughs> Howerton usually sits and they just pretended it was him. <laughs> <laughs> for like an hour that's pretty good yeah <laughs> so i do appreciate that but yeah yeah so we're gonna talk about obi-wan and we got some drinks yeah um, i didn't i sadly i i ordered pizza and i went to get the pizza but i forgot to bring my wallet luckily i paid oh. for the pizza online but i was <laughs> like i don't really feel like driving back just to get some beer i got some rum nice uh, oh yeah, it's, it's the bamboo, right? Bamboo rum, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Made a little. It's good stuff. Dark and stormy, or whatever you want to call it. Mm. Orange juice. Yeah, uh, is that what it's called? A dark and stormy. And if this was a visual podcast, you can see that this is a. That's a cool glass. <laughs> it is a cool glass. Um, it's from BJ's. May or may not have stole it. Yeah, from the BJ's <laughs> in San Diego. There was there was a BJ's near my house when I was growing up. <laughs> I, I never ate there because it's not great food. It's no, like it's, it's like, like a slight it's type. it's like Applebee's but with Fridays. some craft beer. Yeah, that's <laughs> pretty much Which all that it does is. help. It, it does, does, yeah. Help. No, you can get, at least get some good beer. Yeah, <laughs> I'm drinking some drinking? Uh, sake. It's the the same sake I was drinking on our recent Twitch stream. Um, I bought two nice. bottles of it that day because I knew I'd want more later this week. It must be really good then. Uh, it's not. You get the oh, it's the cheap. seven seven dollar cheap sake, but hey, that works. Sometimes I buy nicer sake, but this stuff's cheap, and it's I don't know, it's it's okay. I also have a lightsaber. Ah, uh, yes, not just anyone's lightsaber, and I know this isn't visual, but you know, just for the fun of it, Star Vader's lightsaber, which we will be talking about. Yes. Don't you have Obi-Wan's like Attack of the Clones era one or something? Yeah, it's somewhere I buried away. <laughs> um, it's the the Galaxy's Edge like legacy sabers, which are pretty good hilts. I mean, for hilt, but 
but the blade is separate, right? You got to buy the blade separate. It's an extra like 50 bucks for the blade. <laughs> but uh, aren't they like Neo pixel blades or around that kind of caliber? Yeah, I think so. Um, but the, looking at some of the, well, the, the hilt that I have, it's, it's the episode one and two Obi-Wan. And I guess they either stopped producing that one at galaxy's edge or they changed it because the specific one I bought is worth like three, 400 bucks on eBay now. Oh, wow. Uh, which is pretty fun. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. I've always wanted the like original Obi-Wan lightsaber episode four. Yeah. That's, that's one of my favorites, but the Our Luke's return, return of the Jedi one, it's like the same kind of design. Yeah. But the problems with those, like they're not good for battle ready stuff. If they make it accurate, basically. No, it's really common. If you buy like, uh, even like from like, like a battle like ready saber one. forge and stuff like that, or it's going to be thick. They, yeah. Well, they'll, 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 it's pretty common for it to they, them to send you two um, emitters so oh, you can true. swap it out for a display and then you can you can have the display yeah right? and then you can put the thicker one on for if you want to do stunt uh stuff or spinning i'm trying we're, i'm trying we're trying to talk about prop lightsabers without sounding like complete dorks yeah because we don't want to sound like we know too much about it here <laughs> um so yeah let's just get into it about obi-wan so it came out this year. If anyone was living under a rock, and even McGregor same day back. as Stranger Things four, which yeah, right. I had a lot of fun. I have a little sister, a teenager, who's really into Stranger Things and not into Star Wars. So I had a lot of fun <laughs> whenever she would when she was trying to talk to me about Stranger Things to pretend being like what, Stranger Things. I, I thought it's Obi Wan that came out today. <laughs> <laughs> I will say. Uh, so Stranger Things, like season three, that was just trash, man. Like it was a parody of itself at that point. Yeah. It was not good, but they've really turned it around for this season. And I'll just say that. Like, what I actually... have watched is pretty good. Um, yeah. I, my girlfriend is into Stranger Things as well as a lot of my family. And they're all very frustrated with me when um, I tell them that uh, I pretty much only watched season one all the way through. I don't remember any of it to the point of my older sister was asking, she was talking about the characters and she's like, you know, the character Ben. And I'm like, no. Ben Kenobi. No, no, no. <laughs> but she's like, he's the character that like got kidnapped in the first season. You remember that is a huge plot point. I'm like, no, I don't remember. That. <laughs> uh, Shit? Yeah. Is it Ben? Oh, uh, Mike. Mike. No, not Mike. It's the other. Will. 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 Is it Will? Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, that's how much I know about Stranger Things. I'm confusing <laughs> the names. And then I didn't watch right. season two. And I watched like half of season three, but not the finale. And I watched only the first four ep or six episodes of season four. So that's, yeah. <laughs> well, anyways, we're not here to talk about Stranger Things. We're here to talk about Star Wars. And, um, so yeah, Obi-Wan, yeah, it's starring Eamon McGregor. Hayden Christensen is back, and we'll talk about that. Yeah. Um, not that I have bad things to say. I'm just saying he, I wanted to see maybe a little bit more of him. Yeah, there's and things then, to uh, talk Moses, about. Yeah. Moses Ingram as uh, Reva. Yeah. And then they, who's the young Leia, the young Princess Leia? Well, I don't recall. Uh she I saw a picture of a 
Carrie Fisher as a kid, and they cast this little girl very well. No, she really yeah. plays a good Leia, you know, like a 10-year-old Leia, but you can definitely see her like transforming into you growing up into well, I mean, the, I mean they got know. they got a little a kid who looks like Carrie Fisher. Yeah. Like Carrie yeah. Fisher was a kid. Yeah, she does. I guess also Carrie Fisher had a pet bird named Lola when she was a kid. Oh so that's the, the so droid named Lola. That's where it comes from. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. I just saw that online. I don't know if it's true. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I know Carrie Fisher is Leia. <laughs> Um, who plays Princess Leia? Vivian Lyra Blair, born 2012. So she really is 10. Um, 2012, geez. Right. Yeah, it's, it's also got um uh well there's like the, some lady, the lady that... plays Tala, she was in Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know, I know and you're she... you're not into Game of Thrones, really, but I, I was really into it for a while. Well, you know what? I wanted to get into it, but then people told me to stop to not get into it after season eight, basically. Yeah, I, I, Game oh. of Thrones is... Uh, well, it's just that it got to a point where there's so much to watch and right. all, a lot of it is kind of diminishing returns as the season goes payoff. on. Yeah. That it's That's like, uh, if you didn't start... At season one originally it's probably not really worth it to watch it right not, like it's, it's like not if you that wa- good <laughs> like, well imagine like if i went back watched breaking bad but just the finale was just awful yeah like it wasn't good but it, it's a really good finale but um speaking of good fina- well <laughs> let's uh <laughs> so i got some trivia here okay for uh, the show. So yeah, set 10 years after Revenge of the Sith and about nine years before the original Star Wars. We all knew that, but um, you know, that's the timeline. Um, the, well, we'll get to that one, but uh, here's an interesting little tidbit. Uh, Ewan McGregor, 51, is around 10 years younger than Alec Guinness when uh, the original Star Wars was released. Damn. Um, the so Star Wars and Obi Wan Kenobi are set ten years apart, so yeah, it makes like the age is consistent. Which um, that's I I cool. saw someone talk about it online. Like, imagine if Disney had the absolute balls to just recast Alec Guinness as with Ewan <laughs> McGregor and like redo. Like New Hope Redux. <laughs> Jeez. I know yeah, I that hope was... <laughs> they would never do that. And I know Ewan McGregor would never want to do no, that. No, he he would he, he probably respects Alec. Yeah. Unless they paid him a lot of money. That is true. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's the money is everyone money has a price. Tough. Oh, apparently this is also set a year after solo. Hmm. I guess that makes sense because Han was like 30 uh, in A New Hope. Yeah, I guess, I guess uh, Disney came out and said that because of Solo, they're probably not going to go the route of recasting like legacy characters with new actors. That's well, that's kind of part of me likes that, that they're, you know, leave it untouched. 
but another part of me thinks that's kind of a shame because I think um, the actor for Solo, whatever his name is, Aiden Allreich or whatever. Yeah. Um, I think he did a good job. No, he actually... Like, I have nothing against it, that movie besides why does it exist? He actually is really, really good. I, I watched a while back, I tried watching Solo and then A New Hope, like back to back. And he actually got a lot of the mannerisms down really well. It's just the problem is, is Han Solo is one of those characters that's just really difficult to kind of redo. Really just Harrison Ford. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, but yeah. like take like Donald Glover playing Lando. He was really good at that, I thought. Right. No, he was. Um, and we've seen it with uh, Boba Fett, Book of Boba Fett, you know how well they and how you know kind of scary it is how they just recast mark hamill with a stunt man with a deep fake essentially <laughs> yeah. and well on even, that on that they brought in mark hamill and they filmed all the scenes with mark hamill as reference for yeah. reference it, for the I mean, yeah it wasn't super um, it wasn't as straightforward as i explained it but so i, I it's it makes pretty much it makes me wonder if they had brought in harrison ford on solo just to give reference to the other actor I wonder, I wonder if, if that would have uh, made a difference. I wonder if Disney's already just grabbed Harrison Ford, maybe while he's filming Indiana Jones. It's like, we just need a bunch of pictures of you from every angle, you know, <laughs> you know, just for future projects. And making just, a bunch of facial care. expressions and stuff. We'll, we'll give <laughs> yeah. you money. So so they can inevitably just <laughs> keep on making Indiana Jones movies and Han Solo prequels, whatever they want to do. Yeah. Which, you know, like what they did with Mark Hamill and with Luke Skywalker, obviously he gave him his their his blessing, and it worked out pretty well. And they used the AI for his voice, apparently. Yeah. And with Darth Vader in the show, it, James Earl Jones is credited, but they mm-hmm. didn't actually get him to reprise his role. Uh, they really have an AI that yeah they use the this like eight this company that does ai oh. voice software and they just fed it a bunch of james earl jones lines and <sighs> apparently he read the entire bible at one point like an audiobook wow and which that would get me interested in the bible if darth vader was reading it <laughs> yeah like as darth vader in character as darth vader yes in character <laughs> That would be pretty. But um, but they had a lot to work with, so it, to me at least, it doesn't sound any different. I mean, it sounds maybe. I, I was convinced. I I didn't know that they didn't get him in at all. I mean, slightly more digital, you know, if you really pay attention. But he is a younger Vader, so maybe he does have a clearer speech at this moment, you know. Yeah. It's like in and uh the originals there's a little bit more nuance to his voice it's not just like a filter um but you know it's not a big deal yeah um, no I, I thought i thought the show in general did vader very well um with i have one exception to that only one thing um or maybe two things <laughs> but as far as his fighting progress and like his just this presence like yeah they did vader perfectly um but yeah before we like dive into it uh do you want to just talk about just what do you think of the show in of itself as now that it's complete 
without getting too specific, just what do you think overall? Well, I think in general, I don't think it had quite the production quality and writing quality that like the Mandalorian, that standard that, 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 that show set, but I would agree. It's more on par with the quality of book of Boba Fett where, and it's, it's hard to say, like, I mean, the, the production quality, for example, there are parts in it where it feels kind of like the set and the costumes feel a little cheaper, which little fan made. Yeah, exactly. And the same with the, I think the costumes are fine. I think it's a lot of the sets, like in particular in one episode, I believe it's the second or third one, maybe the third one. But they're basically just in South California, like mm-hmm. it. Yeah, well, I, I have I have the feeling that they didn't <laughs> they didn't use the um, kind of the AR filming tech that they used in the Mandalorian. Kind of that live, I believe, like it doesn't seem I'm, like they use that quite as much. Um, I think they still used it quite a bit because I remember even like even McGregor and Hayden Christensen talking about like how great it is that they can see the environment now. Oh yeah. And you know, with the, yeah, the big screens, because you know, in the prequel era, they were mostly in front of blue screens Yeah, and didn't have much to work (laughs) with. So, you know, anyone criticizing those movies, like the dialogue or just maybe some of the choreography, you got to realize that they were working with nothing Yeah, for a lot of it. Even and, though they still had a lot of practical effects. Yeah, definitely. And, and just gen- generally, and, though, like it, it kind of had a fan made feel to it. Um, and I don't know if I don't think any of it was like that bad, but maybe it's just that the Mandalorian set just such a high standard right off the bat that yeah. Book of Boba Fett and this haven't been able to quite match now, it. There's well, however, there's other moments in this show that I think are just as on par with the movies. Oh, yeah, there are some really um, good moments. In particular, basically the lightsaber battles, those mm-hmm. are done really well. Um, and honestly, the <laughs> the quick um, flashback, the Order 66. That was uh, done well. Um, the whole episode and where the they... clone troopers, like Tamora Morrison, he, spoiler alert, minor spoiler alert, he reprises his role as a clone trooper, oh. a 501st clone trooper, we think. And he's like a you know, a drunk homeless vet. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And Obi-Wan passes him by and he says, you know, spare war feather in the credit. I thought, I thought in kinda... <laughs> particular the episode where they infiltrate the fortress in Corsatorius was that that had a, some very good production value. I thought um, that was also, as far as writing goes, a pretty weak episode. It was a, a rehash of Jedi Fallen Order a little bit. Um, <laughs> A little bit, uh, but and uh, also, there's a particular scene with a trench coat. That that's kind of, yeah. He sneaks Leia out under a trench coat, and that's kind of mixed yeah. feelings from what I see. Some people think it's stupid. Some people think that it's stupid, but that's okay because it's also Star Wars Star has a Wars lot thing. of stupid shit in it. Like, so a lot of people are okay with it because they're just like, you know what. At least they didn't have the Inquisitors fly like helicopters. Yeah, I don't think that would work well in live action. <laughs> and like explaining how that works in universe. I there's a couple other parts though. Like yeah. I also felt like the cinematography at times wasn't that good. Um, there's one scene in particular. It's when uh, in episode five, they're all Obi Wan and the refugees are all in that bunker 
and their uh, Reva mm-hmm. is lining up the stormtroopers outside, and they have just the cameras just flying around. Like it just feel like I just thought that whole scene felt very like cheap, kind of not very well thought out cinematography. Um, when she approaches the but, door, yeah, the, the, the stormtroopers all lining up outside. And it's a lot of quick camera movements that just doesn't match the rest of the. Yeah, felt that's really so weird. Um, you know, this series, and l- let's just get this out of the way. Like, even McGregor is great as Obi Wan. Yeah, he does great. Like, even in the lackluster scenes, he's still, you know, I I think giving it all for the character. Like, yeah. Well, um, I I generally thought that the writing quality, while there are times that it kind of shows that it's not great, but at the same time, it's a lot more, the story is a lot more focused than Book of Boba Fett was. And the actors are all great. There's also times where the plot, something happened where basically the plot needed it to happen, but maybe it didn't make much sense. Yeah, like uh, um, Vader. Why did not? Why did Vader not just finish off Reva? Well, well let's get into it. So the first episode. <laughs> the first episode, Obi Wan is you know just living a mundane life on Tatooine. It sucks. He's like at a weird fish fa- factory. It's like a dead sea ray. Yeah, because Tatooine was an ocean planet or something. Something died um, out there, and they're all harvesting the meat or something like yeah, that. Yeah, they're harvesting the meat. It's like sushi. They don't go into it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which i appreciate and, uh, that they do have stuff in this sh- that they don't feel the need to explain yeah it's just there and i really like um the call to action you know because it's been 10 years and obi-wan hasn't trained in the force used a lightsaber he's in hiding he's honestly scared you know of the empire he's never he and all this time by the way he thinks vader has been dead somehow yeah. Uh, he doesn't know about Darth Vader quite yet. Um, but um, basically, Princess Leia, we're introduced to young Leia. And and it's an awesome seeing Bella Organa again. Yeah, that, that, um, I don't remember that actor's name, but he's great. And it's awesome seeing Alderaan. Yeah. You know, We've never really seen it. Only time <laughs> I can remember seeing up. Alderaan is in like the Knights of the Old Republic game. Like the the right or the old Republic R- RPG or MMO, they they show it. <laughs> but yeah, it looks pretty much like how I imagined it. It's like <laughs> the Rocky Mountains, basically. Yeah, <laughs> sci-fi like Colorado. Could, sci-fi Colorado. Yeah, <laughs> they could have a really sweet ski resort there. <laughs> yeah, probably very expensive. And she, uh, Leia, gets kidnapped by Flea. Yeah. I... <laughs> <laughs> how do you feel about flea being in this he's just flea like he's not like, even an alien just flea <laughs> just flea in some star wars outfit but yeah and honestly i could see him wearing an outfit like that yeah well usually he doesn't wear much i i um, mean i think it's a shame i mean i like flea i think the only thing that's a shame is that um they had the opportunity to get the entirety of red hot chili peppers to just be that gang that kidnaps her and the fact that they didn't do that that would have been great and <laughs> and, and the cast at the, the end, <laughs> well at the end of the episode it says starring and 
it includes Flea in the cast. <laughs> but I just love, I would love, yeah, if it said, and featuring the Red Hot Chili Peppers, buy their new album now. <laughs> I think that's a missed opportunity. Just Leia's yeah. in the forest frolicking as she does and the Red Hot Chili Peppers show up and never. <laughs> also, you know, people complain about the chase scene, but you know, uh, yeah, you got to suspend your belief. I mean, yeah, it's Star Wars, people. It's Star Wars, and it's a TV show. TV shows have chase and it's scenes a TV like show. that. <laughs> like, yeah, I, it's, I think this whole series could have benefited just being a movie. Cut out a lot yeah. of filler. Yeah, focus on Obi Wan and Vader's story, and then there you have it. Like, because that's yeah. the highlights of this. And no, but I really like um, his call to action is not to help Luke or not some other random thing. No, it's to help Leia. Yeah, she's also daughter of the chosen one, and and Bail Organa just begs him to help. We need a Jedi. We need Obi Wan. And um, and this is all setting up. And the series does. I I would say it does a good job of setting up. You know, the classic line. Help me, Obi Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. Because mm-hmm. now we've always wondered. I've always wondered, like, okay, Leia must have known Obi Wan Kenobi somewhat, not just through her father. It felt like a little bit more than that in A New Hope. Yeah, well, a bit more personal, like he's a family friend. Um, and then, and then on Luke's side of things, Uncle Owen absolutely hates. I, Obi-Wan. I love Uncle Owen in this. Because Uncle Owen is always like in the in the A New Hope, he's really grumpy. Yeah. And then he dies. And this shows yeah. him still being really grumpy, but they also show that he's grumpy, but he actually does care. And I, I like that he's like Obi-Wan's like, oh, we have to train Luke. And and Owen's just like, no, he's 10 fucking years old. <laughs> like, fuck off, Obi-Wan. Yeah. Just <laughs> Well, and he, you know, he, he says a line like, so he can end up like his father or yeah, something like, like that. Like he trained his father. Or like he trained his father, yeah. I like all the, there's um, a bunch of memes going around. <laughs> but yeah, he's portrayed like, by Joel Egerton. And re, uh, actually, uh, he was cast as Owen in um, Attack of the Clones. Yeah, same actor. Uh, so it's cool seeing him come back. There's There's been a bunch of memes and, of Uncle Owen showing up in Star Wars scenes, burning people. Uh, like I think one that I saw was like, uh, um, <laughs> like, uh, in the Clone Wars show in the final season when Bo Katan, which is Duchess Satine's sister, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't remember exactly what she says to Obi Wan, uh, about Duchess Satine, but then it shows they Photoshop Owen being like, <laughs> they're like, you know, you look like trying to save her, like you saved Duchess Satine. <laughs> Because she gets killed by <laughs> Maul. That's pretty good. And then Aunt Beru's back, uh, portrayed by also the same Bonnie PSC, same actress, same actress yeah. from uh, Revenge of the Sith. Or was she in Attack of the Clones? I think she was. It was Attack of the Clones that they were. They were both in there. That was okay. Yeah, but um, but they don't get much play in this. Yeah, Owen has his line, and he has a conversation with uh, Reva. And we'll definitely talk about her because, um, yeah, we'll just talk about her in a second. But, um, but you know, like, I like how Owen's just telling Obi-Wan to just fuck off, basically. Like, I don't want to be involved in any of this. 
leave him alone. But, you know, and then he comes around. Um, but, but yeah, I love that kind of dynamic. Like, yeah, Bill Organa calling for Obi-Wan's hope and then help. And then uh, Uncle Owen could have rather not have anything to do with him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, Obi-Wan's just living on a sad desert planet like many Star Wars characters. But I'm so glad it's only in Tatooine for like one episode. Like, yeah. It did it. Well, it, it goes back to Tatooine a little bit, but um, which is fine. But you know, you have a whole galaxy of planets to work with here. That's that's um, the thing with Book of was, Boba Fett that I didn't love is that it's it was like stuck on Tatooine. Why does Boba Fett seem to suddenly give a shit about Tatooine so much? Like, <laughs> I, I get it's probably because of his living with the Tuscan Raiders and all that. But What's like Boba Fett, I would. But like, why? Why does he give a shit about Tatooine of I all places? Know. I would take my riches and move to Naboo if I had the choice, because that's basically Italy. Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> Tatooine. Um, There's a, a video. Planet. I don't remember who it's by, but it's like this animation on, animation on YouTube where it's like Luke and Uncle Owen, and Luke's like, "But Uncle Owen, don't you love the Sand Planet?" And Uncle Owen's like, "I don't." fucking love the same who would fucking want to live here god damn it <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then layover gets to live on yeah planet colorado yeah but um but yeah so he has to rescue leia basically from these space pirates led by flea um but it's actually reva using them she's using leia's leverage to draw obi-wan out because yeah. Somehow she didn't figure out Obi-Wan was on Tatooine, even though he was like just in the other, just around the corner. Yeah, yeah. Um, she shows up in Tatooine and like interrogates and she Uncle cuts Owen. Lady's hand. And let's talk about this a little bit. Throughout the whole series until like the last couple episodes, Reva tries so hard to be like intimidating. Yeah. And mean and like, oh, we'll kill, we'll kill every Jedi and everything. <laughs> and I just didn't believe it. I, I yeah, I, at there. first with Reva, I, I wasn't totally sure about her character. The ending convinced me. I actually, I thought they did a good job giving her an arc. What they did in the last couple episodes is something they should have been. I don't know. I felt like she needed more room to be a character and they kind of had to rush through um, some plot points. Yeah. But and her motives... While I do get her motive, her motive towards the end, I don't quite understand, but we'll, we'll get to that. Um, but yeah, so the Grand Inquisitors with Reva and the Fifth Inquisitor, Fifth Brother, and um, I think, who's the other one? Like the Fourth Sister or something like that? I don't remember, something like that, yeah. Um, but, you know, she's annoying to them. They all hate each other anyways. Yeah. <laughs> And the Grand Inquisitor, <laughs> it didn't bother me too much. I actually like him. I, I like I the design is fine. I mean, yeah. if we're talking about like animation to live action changes, like look at I know Count Dooku was originally live action, but look at his animated version. Looks nothing like yeah, Clone Wars. Yeah, like yeah, <laughs> absolutely With a chiseled nothing. beard. Yeah, <laughs> point, <laughs> pointy beard, and uh, you know, it's well, like, like clone. And Rebels is a stylized series, too. Very stylized. Yeah, people make a, um, I think, too big of a deal about those changes. Yeah. Um, 
when he was actually on screen i thought the actor was pretty good yeah it probably would have looked sillier if he looked just like he did in rebels yeah yeah in my opinion but no i think he was fine and you know for the first couple episodes no vader action or anything uh obi-wan finally uh gets to the like city criminal planet Mm -hmm. um what's it called it's not coruscant um even though coruscant does uh prop up later and i can't remember what it's called but um but either way he rescues leia and he uses the force just a little bit to keep her from uh, falling to her death and (laughs) the and yeah, I really liked Leia's portrayal, but I guess one of my problems with the series is, you know, Leia and Luke are both going to be fine. Yeah, it's a Dayu. It's Dayu, planet. yeah. Yeah. And we meet, um, what's his name? Camille Nanjiani? Or... Uh, yeah, Camille, Camille Nanjiani. Or not... yeah. No, I'm... <laughs> well, he's um, yeah, pretending Camille, to be Jedi. Yeah, Camille Nanjiani. Yeah. So yeah, he's uh, pretending to be a Jedi to make a profit, like using magnets and stuff. And Obi Wan immediately falls him out. Yeah, I I, pre- I, I like I liked having him involved. <laughs> yeah, at first he he does come back in the later episodes, but at first, like when he was just in that one episode, I was like, did they really bring in him just for this one little role? Yeah, I thought it'd just be a cameo. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> and he still doesn't play a big role through the rest of the. Serious, no, but, but he shows up know. again. Yeah, he does show so up. So when again. he showed up again, I was like, there um, he is. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, eventually he helps them smuggle them off the planets and they go to California planet. Well, um, this is where, and when he's on Dayu, this is where he finds out Vader's stole or Anakin's stole. Oh, yeah. And yeah. okay, here's what was already pissing fans off is when Reva tells him. Uh, Anakin Skywalker's still alive and everything. It's like, for one, he found out from her a new character we never heard of. And also, how does she know? Because she was but the Padawan. I, yeah. So she knows it makes that, perfect sense. He, she knows that that's Darth Vader. Um, yeah. Now, uh, when she said that, I wasn't questioning why, because it's pretty, they show the flashback. I, Me and you both latched on really quick mm-hmm. that that's probably that Padawan from the flashback. Yeah, um, yeah they look the same. But, uh, you know, my, what crossed my mind was like, uh, oh, shit, if Darth Vader finds out, you know, no, <laughs> he's that's going to murder you on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> you better um, keep your mouth fucking shut. Speaking of, speaking of Darth Vader, um, so Obi-Wan gets a vision of Anakin out in the distance, like Revenge of the Sith era. Mm-hmm. And then um, uh, Vader shows up in episode three. Uh, searching for obi-wan because there, there, there's a scene or there's a there's kind of a theme through this and it's kind of it's resolved in the last episode where obi-wan he seems i think he seems to be aware of darth vader but didn't know that it was anakin maybe uh, because he seems to know no, he seems no because because he knew he knew anakin went by darth vader in revenge of the sith did he like was, that was because because one of the because they show like uh you know he seems to he just like, never he seems to like I know when he he never referred to him as Vader but in Revenge of the Sith um uh, Sidious even tells Yoda that you know 
Darth Vader will become more powerful than either of us and everything. Like, it's yeah. not just a behind the scenes thing. But I don't think he knows. I just think he. Well, he seems to have a, does. in his mind a disconnect where he doesn't. It's not until like the last yeah, episode that he sees them. Like he still sees Anakin as Anakin and Darth Vader as like the thing that corrupted Anakin. So when he sees like the little vision right. of Anakin in the distance, like it's just, you know, the, the, the memories haunting him. He's, he's not seeing Darth Vader. He's seeing Anakin. But he didn't know for sure. He might've heard like some rumblings, you know, from locals, but like, you know, that was the first time he at least got confirmation that Anakin is still alive and that he is Darth Vader. Yeah. Um, and you could just see the fear in his eyes. And Darth Vader shows up in the next episode. And yeah, they did a really good job making him intimidating as he should be. Mm-hmm. He's just, you know, force choking people, snapping, snapping their neck, necks just at random. Oh, yeah. Just slowly walking towards Obi-Wan's direction. And also Obi-Wan in that episode before Vader shows up, he basically uh, Tala, mm-hmm. the Game of Thrones lady, she's actually like a Jedi smuggler. She helps the Jedi. Yeah. Um, and she poses as an Imperial officer. Like it's a whole thing. They confirmed that um, Quinlan Voss survived Order Quinlan 66. Voss survived yeah I, I don't know if that and was already confirmed in canon but now it's in I an think actual it was, show i think it might have been confirmed in a novel I, I don't think it was either confirmed or denied yeah i'm not positive. maybe in a novel but like in a he show, went, they just he, never he, i believe he went rogue from the jedi order he didn't turn like sith or evil or anything but he no. he, he left the jedi order yeah um which honestly if they ever did want to do a season two of this, him meeting up with Quinlan Voss again would be pretty cool. Yeah, uh, um, well, there are some... Or just bring him back, maybe in Ahsoka. Bring, Weekly or, Planet know. has some ideas about a sequel series oh, yeah? to this. <laughs> they posted their Caravan of Garbage <laughs> today. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, that's cool hearing his mention that he's still alive. He's... He's like the really cool one that kind of has like the dreads and the green lightsaber. Yeah, he has tattoos. a yellow stripe across his face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, but yeah, we find out he's alive anyways. Yeah, Vader shows up and um, they finally have a confrontation. But and right now, Obi Wan hasn't used his lightsaber. He's not connected to the Force, and he just he's just running away. Yeah. And he just gets his ass kicked. And um, Obi-Wan asks him, like, what are you or who are you? I think it's what are you? He says, what have you become? Or what happened to you? Yeah, what have you become? Yeah. And uh, Vader says, I am what you made me. I, I loved those lines. That, that was, that was really great. Really good line. Throughout, throughout the first few episodes they show, so you can keep in mind that Obi-Wan at the end of Revenge of the Sith was told by Yoda that Qui-Gon... Um, is still around as a spirit so he can commune with him oh, yeah. and they show him from the first episode him he's trying to communicate with Qui-Gon is failing so like they show him as yeah. kind of being a little bit disconnected from the force and they also show in the first episode there's a Jedi that Reva hunts down that confronts Obi-Wan who's oh, like yeah. he's like Master Obi-Wan like Master Kenobi like help me and Obi-Wan's just like you know you want help go bury your fucking lightsaber in the dirt and yeah he tells him just to give up yeah 
He has um, no hope. So He's like, you think, like that, you think of it, it's this guy who has been told, was told 10 years ago that he can connect with his former master through the force and has been trying the entire time and failing because he still has yeah. this baggage that he has to deal with. Yeah. So it makes yeah, sense baggage... why he would be a little bit disconnected from the force. Not like Luke in Last Jedi who just dis- just decided to give up. Yeah, he just dis- Luke just decided um, to give up. <laughs> yeah. It seems like Obi-Wan <laughs> but, didn't um, give up. He has the baggage that is slowly degraded yeah. his morale. And he's just hopeless. But and right now he's, you know, terrified of Vader and yeah, yeah. Um, Vader just destroys him and he attempts to just burn him alive or at least a lot. Yeah. Because uh, it kind of seems like he just wants to torture him at that point. Uh, but Vader does let him go. Um, Mentala, she snipes out one of the stormtroopers. And, you know, first I had a problem with this, like you'd think Vader would be just so pissed at Obi-Wan just wanting to get him. But I think he wants more satisfaction out of it anyways. Mm-hmm. And also knowing that Obi-Wan's afraid of him, um, you know, that probably gives him more power in the dark side or something, you know, just kind of getting that. And they were on a planet with a um, lot of sand. Yeah, he probably didn't so want to be there too long. He was, he was like uh, fire, he was and, out of his- fire and sand. Like, uh, you know, shit. throughout this show, like in Rogue One and then the, the scenes in this show until the finale, Vader is just an invincible force. Yeah, I do, I do no think touch him. kind of on what you said earlier, the scene where Vader tries to burn him and then like he gets away is kind of one of those scenes where Obi-Wan gets away just because the plot needs it to happen. Yeah, it's like, like this is the first time they fought in 10 years. That kind of happens <laughs> a lot in Star Wars, so I can kind of forgive it. But it should well, be pointed like out, I think. After watching this show, um, all the times the Millennium Falcon got away, like in Empire Strikes Back, oh. Vader could have. <laughs> Don't worry, I know a few maneuvers move slightly to the left. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> later on, Vader does the whole Force Unleashed Starkiller thing and just pulls the whole shit. Yeah, around, well, and awesome. you see him do that, and you're like, "There's like, there's no reason he couldn't have kept Obi Wan from getting away there." But uh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah definitely. But you know, it's whatever. Like, or can Han Solo from getting away? Yeah, you know? exactly. Especially when they didn't have Luke on board because he wouldn't care at that point. Yeah, because like, <laughs> uh, yeah, we can argue. Oh, Luke made him. You know, you gave him feelings and everything because it's his son, and that's why he held back. But when it's just Han Solo and Chewbacca, oh, I saw this thing online. I'm sure you've seen this. Rip that shit down. Whereas someone someone posted, they're like, imagine what Darth, like, just imagine what Darth Vader thinks of Han Solo, where he's like, there's this guy in basically the equivalent of like an a space RV shows up on the Death yeah. Star with Obi Wan or with Darth Vader's <laughs> son with Obi Wan Kenobi with the Wookiee who helped uh, Yoda escape Order sixty six. And then breaks out Darth Vader's daughter and then helps blow up the Death Star. <laughs> like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, anyways, uh, yeah, Vader's super intimidating, but yeah, he lets him go. But that, you know, that got me more excited. But then the next episode happens, you know, they have to slow down a bit. 
Um, that's where they Rava, Rava captures Princess Leia, though. Yeah, that's important. Yeah, Rava yeah. captures Leia and um, inevitably doesn't do anything, you know, because we know that Leia has to be fine. And, um, uh, but then they, yeah, they infiltrate the Fortress Inquisitors or whatever it's called. Fortress Inquisitorius, and, um, yeah. And Inquisitorius, yeah. And apparently it's in the same, it's in the Mustafar system as well. Mm-hmm. Right? About I thought that whole episode was fun, but it had the least emotional weight out of all the episodes. Like, yeah, that episode. It's, um, it's, it's like if it it's cool seeing, like you said, if this were a movie, for example, this would be the scene like halfway through the movie that just, it's like a 10 minute, 10, 20 minute scene at most that just keeps the, the plot moving. A lot going. Yeah. yeah. No, it, it's cool seeing Obi-Wan get his, you know, force abilities back. Mm-hmm. But, you know, yeah, when he holds the water and everything. Yeah, because uh, uh, cool. Tala kind of gives him the the motivation of like she she explains like her backstory where she's like i think this is in this episode where she's like oh i was working for the imperials and they made me do some terrible things and my point is like shit happens and you can't let it like keep you from moving and like moving on right you you can feel bad about it but you can't let it keep you down yeah and the trench coat <laughs> yeah. Although I do like I do really enjoy that they did the thing where because Obi-Wan did this in the prequels where he hides and the stormtroopers coming and he uses the force to like make a noise down the hallway. Oh yeah. I, I liked that. There's a few there's a few scene scenes in that. And I also like Didn't that, he do that in the original? He, he did, he did yeah, four. he did that in episode four. You're right. Yeah. Uh, uh so I like that he did that. Um I also like that they show Tala. I mean, I've heard some people criticize that like the stormtroopers go down so easily. Like she just grabs one of them by the helmet and like throws them down and then they stay down. I'm like, yeah, uh, but you know, also stormtroopers go down really easy in all the other movies and shows too. So it's whatever. Yeah. There's um, nothing different about, but that. I, what I liked is that they show Tala is competent and she is willing to, without hesitation, just kill people. <laughs> like, yeah, like yeah. they're not trying to show that she's a bad guy and they never like make it a moral dilemma of whether you should trust her but like mm-hmm. when the imperial officer like pulls her aside halfway through the episode instead of like trying to talk her way out of it she just chokes him out and like a yeah behind like some cabinets like and i, I like that, <laughs> that <laughs> and was it made, i was watching the episode and made me go like yeah that's a cool i like her <laughs> Yeah, my main problem that episode, yeah, the trench coat bit with uh, Leia hiding, um, yeah. and then I don't mind uh, it, but I it's the fact that two snow speeder two speeders can show up without any Tie Fighters being uh, sent after them. Well, they they established you know. why that worked because they said Obi Wan points out they're looking at the plans of the fortress, and Obi Wan's like, "Why aren't there any shields?" And he's and they're like because nobody would have the, have the balls to attack it basically, so with that that oh. it is your I think did Cal Kestet attack it before that? Um, I don't know when the Jedi timeline order takes place exactly. I assume after I this because Reva this. is not in Fallen Order. Well, I think she replaced the second sister. 
Oh, maybe who maybe dies right. in Fallen yeah. Order. I mean, in general, I think you're right that that is kind of stupid, but that that is technically the explanation. Mm. I did like seeing snow speeders. Well, because it's an not only you have all the Sif Inquisitors, but it's Darth Vader's system. Yeah. <laughs> and I love that we see more of uh, the castle on Mustafar. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. Then, Jedi Fallen Order takes place five years after Revenge of the Sith, so five years before okay. the show. But um, so, so yeah, they escape, but then <sighs> they're another predicament where they have to escape again. It's a lot of running away, escaping, running away again, mm-hmm. escaping. I, I think this um, is why, like, this whole scene with the fortress kind of was unnecessary. Like, I, I, I we already had that. I liked the episode, mm-hmm. but they could have had, like, the whole thing is like Reva put a tracker on Lola, the little droid, when they were on the fortress, so they yeah. could track it to the, um, the hideout. A very mm. empire or a new hope style. Um, and I think just generally that episode, while I liked it, it was pretty unnecessary. They it was could, filler. They could have had some other plot point in the episode before this where a tracker was put on them and they went to the uh, hideout. Um, but they had to fill that six episode quotient. Although, although there's someone online, I don't know if this is true, they pointed out that all six episodes follow the plot beats of all six of the original, the prequels and the original movies. And this being episode four follows the plot point in A New Hope where they do the Death Star infiltration. Oh, and uh, I don't I don't remember all the details on you know how each episode ties in, but it's a theory. I don't think it's probably true, but it's an, uh, kind of an interesting thing. I thought that's cool. It's like poetry. Um, it's like symmetry. It, it rhymes. rhymes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, so in the next episode, that's when it really starts picking up, in my opinion, and getting yeah. back on track. Yeah. Um, we get more. Uh, explanation for uh, Reva and you know she basically tells Obi-Wan that she basically became an inquisitor and infiltrated their organization so she could try to kill Vader Um, Mm -hmm. which you know we all laugh because you know that's like impossible (laughs) and we see the results (laughs) of that (laughs) what did you think okay so yeah we get uh, Ice Cube's son He's um, one of the rebels. He's pretty cool. I hope we see more of his character. Actually, yeah, um, <laughs> I did. I did like him. And um, Bokan or something like that. Rokian. Roke, yeah, something like that. Something. Um, but uh, so they have to repair the ship, and or no, they're locked in. Yeah. So what what happens is uh, the uh, the tracker the, the tracker they put on Lola was not just a tracker, it was a restraining bolt that allows them to turn the Lola evil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then Lola shuts down the uh, the doors to trap them in there while the Imperials show up to kind of invade. And then Leia has to fix it, and I love how she's the only one that can yeah. fix it. Um, it's a good way to get her important. out of the way, but giving her something is, important yeah. to do. Like... <laughs> Because they're like, like yeah, we they don't want to have these action scenes where they have to worry about where where Leia is. Uh, yeah. So they just throw her into the vent. Well, they know she has to be kept safe and everything. And, yeah. Um, but um, so yeah, she tells everyone the plan and everything, and they kind of work together a bit. Uh, 
however, Obi-Wan just leaves, just leaves her with Vader. Yeah, he leaves her with um, Kamel Nanjiani and he gives Kamel all his shit, like except for his yeah. lightsaber, um, which turns out like he doesn't do anything. He doesn't do anything in the episode other than hold on to a bunch of stuff for Obi-Wan. And then he accidentally drops the um, communicator, which allows Reva to find out where Luke is. But um, yeah, but but that that's so, the only role. He just he gives Obi Wan a bunch of shit, so Obi Wan goes and here's a, confronts Reva. Here's a big flaw of this episode. Um, so Vader shows up, the ship is escaping, but he pulls it down and yeah. rips it apart, which is awesome. But then there was another yeah, ship whatever. hiding behind it, but there's which, which I, you did not see before. It was that. No, it did not show it. You didn't see it. There was no. Yeah. No one talked about it. Like, oh, we're gonna have a decoy ship. Uh, it just. I feel like they got to that point in the story, and they were like, oh shit, we can't just have Vader uh, get him right now. Yeah. Because uh, Leia's on the ship and everything, and you know, and that he can't meet her before a new hope and all this stuff you know so oh there's just another ship yeah uh, and you know that rightfully pisses vader off and then uh Rebus tries to basically backstab him and that doesn't go well for her he no, doesn't he, even pull his own he fucks her up yeah he, he doesn't even use his own lightsaber he tears hers in half no. and uses the other half of hers and then he like tosses her the other half yeah it's and he he uses the force to slow down the spinning bit and he's he's, he's also the he's also that. actually they, this is the fastest we've seen Vader move. You see him dodging lightsaber yeah. but I, I which is really cool. On one hand, I really love I love it that they showed <laughs> Vader just like he's like you're not even a threat. I don't even take you seriously as like an enemy. Yeah. You're, you're just you're just some child swinging a a, a glow stick at me type of. <laughs> that's yeah. like how he's acting. On the other hand. Yeah. They do not show him doing like being this powerful in any other stuff. Rogue One. No, I don't think that. I mean, Rogue One, like. But he is just fighting more. He's people. just fighting like regular regular rebels. I mean, like but Vader like, well, is since, supposed like, to be powerful. They do stuff like since when is he able to stop a lightsaber with just his hand with the Force? Why didn't he do that when he was fighting Luke? Or fighting Obi Wan well, earlier. We, we we can always yeah. ask those questions. Yeah, um, that's that's my only. I really love the scene. But it just opens up. My, it's Star Wars does this a lot my, where it opens up <laughs> questions of like, why didn't they do this before? Same with the Holdo maneuver in the Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's that. But that, then they say it was a one in a million thing. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. one of those things where it's like, why the fuck haven't we seen this before if it's so well, effective? Here's here's how I think of it. Um, for one, story-wise, and like the original trilogy, Vader is way more restrained because it is Luke, because it is his son, mm-hmm. and he has feel his feelings are conflicting him. He's not full of the dark side anymore, and you know, obviously, Luke helps bring him back to the light when he yeah. becomes good again, kills Emperor, and yeah, obviously, Vader is not going to be trying to kill Luke with his full power. If he did we yeah. want to have an original trilogy yeah um also like with the fight with obi-wan this show explains why i would argue and it, it's also the limitations of the time you know the effects the, you know, the choreography all that and but he's reserved when fighting luke but like in this like he just unleashes and i love it and with reva the thing that pisses me off though is that for one, it shows that yes, she was a Padawan, 
at the Jedi Temple uh, Order 66, and Anakin stabbed her. And somehow she survived that as a Padawan. Mm-hmm. But she survives the same wound, basically the same exact wound again. Well, it's implied that, that she survives. I think it's implied that she survives be- rage. through rage. Because dark, yeah. dark side can do that. Um, no, it can do that. What, what is just, questionable is why Vader didn't just finish her off there. That's. Like, I thought when he had the dual lightsabers, he was going to count Dooku her. Yeah, that, do it. that would have been cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> if they had a little bit more balls and and if they didn't want to make a spinoff with her character, that would have been fine. <laughs> yeah. But I do like her character now. I like, do. Yeah. The, the last with... last couple episodes yeah. turned me around and said, like, like that first, I, I didn't hate her character at first. Yeah. She was just kind of generic bad guy, though. Yeah. And I was like, this is fine. Like, but. I don't love it. The last couple of episodes have turned me around and made me go like, okay, I'm on board with this character. If, if she showed up again in another series, I would be into it. It just only took um, most of the show to get there. It only took uh, two episodes to get there, but they waited until the last second to last episode to start that. <laughs> they, yeah. Like, well, to get to a character that I actually. Yeah. Liked. Her, her, her character arc was <laughs> only like two episodes. Yeah. But the actual, well, yeah, like, the other episode, she's just bad guy. Yeah, pretty um, much. But, but uh, so yeah, she gets destroyed and humiliated, and yeah, she's lucky uh, Vader didn't just finish her up. And Gwen and Christopher takes the badge back and is like, "No, nah, that's mine." Uh, and also, fuck you. We're gonna leave you in the gutter again, or whatever they say. But then they just walk off and just let her live. Yeah, that's. That just doesn't seem in character for me, especially because Vader admits that he knew that she knew he was Anakin the whole time. Um, yeah, he, he would have snapped her neck at least. Yeah. Like, also, I <laughs> but, think it's uh, very out of character for Vader to let anyone who knows that he's Anakin live. The only character we know of before this in canon that was an Imperial that seems... That scene, well, Tarkin. Oh, uh, Tarkin just figured Tarkin it out. figured it out, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know if Vader, I don't think he ever told him. Yeah, I don't know if Vader, Vader knew, knew that Tarkin knew. But Tarkin put like one and one, one and two together. Yeah, Tarkin <laughs> knew Anakin during the Clone Wars because Tarkin was really close with Palpatine. Yeah, he was so, close with know. Palpatine, and he knew Anakin. He's in an episode of the Clone Wars show. Uh, yeah. He's a total fucking dick in it. Which oh, of course, makes sense, would be. but you know, at least Peter Cushing is charismatic, uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, as an actor, but but uh, um, so yeah, so they get away, but in the next episode, it's it harkens back to Last Jedi, where you have a star destroyer chasing down one little ship and not deploying any TIE fighters. However, as much as I can nitpick it. I love that shot. I love that scene. It, it yeah. really reminds me of the, the original trilogy, like Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Um, just modernized. Like, it looks really nice. Like, that's one of the best shots in the show, honestly, uh, just with the Star Destroyer chasing their ship. Even though it does get a little goofy um, with the, you know, ship, like, barely evading shots, just kind of swerving around. Uh, but, um they realize that you know it's going to take too long to repair their hyperdrive and everything before they get blown up or before they get caught you know um 
So Obi-Wan knows that he can draw Vader out with if he goes in an escape in a pod. Yeah. Which ha- also happens to have a hyper uh, speed or hyperdrive capabilities, uh, which makes <laughs> <laughs> Makes me wonder why no one thought to just hop on that real quick. And yeah, I'll just cram like, into at that. At least get the, at least get the women and children on there, and you know, hyperdrive them away. But yeah. no, no one thought of that. But Obi Wan had to have a ship, um, so we could get a really <laughs> cool fight. So I, I can't complain too much. Um, but yeah, so Obi Wan knows that will draw him out, and all the while this is happening, uh, Reva somehow managed. I guess she found a ship, um, or something. And she's on Tatooine, and she's tracking down, yeah, um, Uncle Owen because, uh, yeah, Bell Organa's message. She saw his message, and yeah, because Bell Organa was basically like, oh, "I'm worried about you guys. Uh, I think I might go check on." <laughs> yeah, he's just being like, a good. Do- he's just being a good guy who's not super careful. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, "I'm gonna go check on the other kid." yeah the other kid over on Tatooine with Owen the farmer yeah yeah the farmer the farmer who has a farm near Mos Eisley and Tashi Station the the Owen who has a like gives all the information yeah like dude use some fucking code words or something and uh uh, uh, Owen finds out that she's gonna be on the way to try to get Luke and and we see more of young Luke and uh Owen's still grumpy and uh, Luke is still uh, annoying uh, to be honest not too I, annoying yeah but, you know he's a little kid um, yeah. I, <laughs> I do like that where it's where it's Owen people say that he's kind of being a grump but he I, I see him and I go no he's just being a dad he's being a dad <laughs> he doesn't have a lot of patience yeah but he's being a dad where they walk into the shop and they're like oh, what do you need today Owen and they're like and he's like someone broke the belt on the or whatever it was on speeder yeah. <laughs> looking at luke yeah i'm like no he's not being <laughs> like maybe he's a little impatient and a little grumpy but he's just being a dad <laughs> yeah like, yeah he's being a dad and um <laughs> tell my dad anyways, would treat me <laughs> and amperu gets some lines and uh, they actually get to do some stuff because uncle owen tells her about it yeah about you know i like that they give or, owen and baru something to do and they tell Luke that there's going to be a Tuscan Raider raid. They're super been, careful to know. make sure Luke never sees anything. Ooh, see, yeah. the whole time, he, I he, wasn't worried about He Luke. doesn't even see Riva's lightsaber. He gets knocked out first. I was super worried about, I wasn't worried about Luke getting hurt or anything because I know he's going to be fine. Worried about um, continuity. I, I was worried about <laughs> the cannon um, because. Luke was never supposed to see a lightsaber or know anything about the Force, Sith, or anything like that um, before New Hope. And they they really got close, but yeah, I watched it twice, and he didn't see they, her lightsaber. They managed it, yeah. They <laughs> it was close, real close. Um, but from Luke's but perspective, her, it really was a Tuscan Raider attack. Why? Maybe like. I get she's angry and I get that she thinks this is the only way to get back at Anakin, but like trying to kill Luke. And obviously well, she doesn't. I, I heard uh, some people say, so we don't know exactly. It's either because she, because she's like, I can't get, I can't kill Vader so I can at least kill his child. Or yeah. it's because she failed and she's angry. So she just wants to hurt someone. So she's trying to hurt Obi-Wan. 
Well, that would hurt Obi Wan and. And Vader, that makes a little actually. bit more sense to me, honestly. It's just she but lashed I, I out. How, She's um, just like I, I, I failed, and I'm fucking angry, and I want to hurt. I love someone. how um Owen tells Aunt Beru about it, and he's like, "We need to go get help," and she's like, "No, we're gonna take care of this ourselves." Yeah, Aunt Beru, where'd you tr- get all those guns, lady? Like, <laughs> yeah, they had I kind of love Aunt Beru now. Well, this makes me think that maybe they gave a little bit of a defense when the stormtrooper showed up and then you hope like maybe they did fight a couple off i i um, just generally really like that <laughs> they sh- they show owen and baru protecting luke like yeah like because ultimately like, i've heard people say that yeah, like, they may be grumps and they may be boring farmers and grumps but like and just yeah. dads you know just trying to make their <laughs> Take, take care of their son like but, you, you can't know, go to tashi it, station today you got to do your fucking chores like yeah but, but in the end they do care about luke because they did take that responsibility because yeah owen does know that um anakin is his father they, and, and they he, but they really do see luke oh, as their child and and they're not just passive that that's i've heard people say like in theories and stuff that owen and baru are some of the most important characters in star wars because they raised luke but the way they are portrayed at least in canon. In Legends, Owen is the one who killed Darth Maul finally. Oh, yeah. Darth yeah. Maul shows up. Darth Maul shows up and he fights Obi-Wan and Owen, I think, shoots Darth Maul during the fight and kills him. But in canon, cool. they're really just portrayed as like, they just raised Luke and that's it. But I, I like that they showed this them finally shows being active as like resourceful. They're and... not just passive characters raising Luke. They are actually active in protecting him. And I really, yeah, I yeah. really liked that. But anyways, going back to the real good, the stuff that we just wanted. Um, <laughs> so Obi-Wan goes down on this planet. I forget which planet it is, but it's like, it has a bunch of like tall rocks. It's a bunch of rocks. Yeah. Um, rock planet. and it's you know it's atmospheric <laughs> and it's dark. star wars planets and you can just are are just one defining feature it's city planet or yeah. lava planet or sand planet well, or rock coruscant, planet. coruscant's new york planet yeah um die you i just read because i was looking it up the name it's based on hong kong oh i kind of kind of i got a little bit of a blade runner vibe from Dayu too a little bit yeah well blade runner sense. is based is is um it's takes place in la but it is a future well it's a future that's imagined that like asian cultures have become the dominant culture yeah so yeah no yeah so yeah that makes sense but um so vader lands in his imperial shuttle obi-wan's already there waiting for him he's typical vader like i will face him alone yeah, I will face him alone. Even though the Grand Inquisitor's like, there's a whole imperial, I mean, a re- rebellion, like a insurgents. Yeah, Grand Inquisitor uh, is more is smarter on this. He's, he's, I mean, but they they make it clear Vader's, that Vader is a little blinded by his rage. The Vader's just like, I just want Obi Wan. Yeah, he's like, and I don't give a fuck about anything else right now. Besides destroying, I, I have the but, chance um, to kill Obi Wan. But he asked Obi Wan, uh, "Have you come to destroy me, my master, or something like that?" And Obi Wan gives the same line: "I will do what I as must." As Revenge of the, yeah, yeah, I will do what I must. And he does the um, he does the Sarisu, the two finger point the thing. Pose. Oh yeah, you got yeah, yeah. you got your <laughs> saber there. The one yeah. I bought from you, that blue one. Nice. But um, 
<laughs> but yeah, the same line as Revenge of the Sith. It's great. I will do what I must. And they go at it. And uh, this is one of the best obvious. lightsaber battles in Star Wars, I thought. Of all this time. So good. Because uh, yeah. it and wasn't too long, but it, it had it had so I, I'm convinced that when it comes to like sword fights, for example, in movies, or just really any fight scene, a really good fight scene. It doesn't really matter because, you know, I watch YouTube videos where people analyze the historical accuracy of movies and Mm -hmm. how realistic a fight scene is. And ultimately, it's a movie. It's a TV show. It doesn't matter. What matters, what makes a good fight scene is how it tells a story and how it hits emotional beats. So one of the best fight scenes in movie history, in my opinion, is the fight between Inigo Montoya and Wesley in The Princess Bride. Mm-hmm. It's very inaccurate to real sword fighting, but it tells you about. Yeah, and it's game. a little goofy. It's goofy, you know, but, but it's... it it tells you. It uses the fight scene to give you information about the characters and to further the plot. Mm-hmm. That's what this fight scene does. Is it? Yeah. Is it um, encompasses these characters and it furthers the plot to an, and and hits emotional beats. As well, and I really I've show. seen people analyze. You know, Star Wars nerds analyze it and like talk about how he switches from Surisu to um, form four a lot in this fight. Hmm. And he's just way more, he's offensive. He's a lot more offensive than he was in Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Revenge of the Sith. He was playing the defense the whole time, but on this one, Darth Vader is taking a back foot a lot of the times. Like Mm -hmm. um, it's the most powerful we've seen Obi-Wan. Oh, period. 100%. It's, and the it's, most powerful it's he, we've seen out of a lot. I think of it's Jedi, because he finally be came to terms with like, I like this baggage that he had is he's like, mm-hmm. I have to face him. One of us is going to die. It doesn't matter who. And he kind of quietly speaks to Qui-Gon yeah. um, before. Well, Qui-Gon doesn't hear it or, well, he might hear it, but he doesn't know Qui-Gon's there. And um, he tells him that one of us is going to have to die. Yeah. it's But he, he comes um, to the terms where he's like, I have to face him finally just but yeah the fight i it's yeah. a great fight it's a lot faster paced than i thought it'd be because you have obi-wan like kind of dodge rolling around vader going for fast dark type, souls but, it's the dark yeah. souls of star wars fights <laughs> but vader is just you know <laughs> vader is just going at it and even vader's like changing up his forms and stuff during the fight yeah like he goes from his casual kind of like i'm Darth vader i can beat anyone one-handed but then, like in the middle of the fight, when Obi Wan's just going at him, he switches. Yeah, he starts. He starts doing cool. his Anakin style, like the forty-five yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, it's just a really good fight. But uh, eventually, uh, Vader does like a force smash, like quake. It, like makes the ground collapse or something like that. Yeah, and uh, and he finally has the high ground again. Yet he doesn't say it. Um, yeah. <laughs> As cheesy as it would have been if he would have said, Master, now I have the high ground. <laughs> I would have been, I would have been like, that's cheesy as fuck, but I'll allow it. <laughs> like, but they didn't I'll do allow that. It. They he just tells Obi-Wan that uh, oh, and there's the bit before that where Obi-Wan actually tries to knock a boulder on top of Vader and Vader holds it and he yeah. says, oh, your strength has returned, but your weakness still well, he, he does the thing where he has Obi-Wan, he has the high ground and he goes, you really thought you could defeat me. And I felt like that was kind of playing into, so in episode five, was it episode four or five, they had a flashback to Attack of the Clones where they showed Anakin and Obi-Wan sparring. 
and they showed oh, yeah, Anakin. Yeah, yeah like, we forgot being, to talk about that. Yeah. Let's let's so, let's mention that real quick. Um yeah, what do you think of that? It I was thought, a good scene here. I thought it was a really great scene. Here's and it because it showed us Vader's and Anakin's mindset in combat, which plays into this final duel versus Obi-Wan was showing mercy and all that sort of thing. What I want to ask you is not related to the actual content of the scene is what do you think about the decision to not de-age Hayden Christensen at all? I don't think they did. Yeah, I don't think that like they, anything. It's just Hayden like, Christensen yeah. now, like as a forty-year-old guy. Looks, yeah, and he looks good for his age, right? He looks very like, good for his age. He's like forty. He now, doesn't look like that. He's supposed to be like nineteen in that. Yeah. So, like, um. <laughs> on one hand, it seemed weird, but on the other hand, he was a lot more likable and charming in that quick flashback than he ever was in a in Attack of the Clones. Oh yeah, definitely. So, Especially that era. It's showing that yeah. Hayden Christensen is actually a good actor. <laughs> oh yeah, no, but yeah, I love that bit though. I mean, yeah, it did throw me off that he wasn't DH, and neither was Kenobi really. Yeah, uh, but it seemed to it didn't it wasn't as distracted with Obi Wan. Well, because he has a beard and everything, yeah. and his you you were paying more attention to his uh, mullet. Yeah, the uh, mullet. <laughs> <laughs> I immediately noticed though that they didn't de-age the first shot that he was in I was like that's just 40 year old Hayden Christensen in a ponytail or a rat mm. tail Which, Padawan braid you know I honestly I don't care too much about that it did take me out of it a little bit but it was still a good scene it's whatever it was a cool scene anyway um, yeah. it was cool seeing that flashback um, but uh, but yeah I love the part where um Vader catches the boulder and then he does a smash thing. Mm-hmm. And then he just throws a bunch of rocks on top of what we want, just burying him. Yeah. And he just, he just walks off. Um, which, yeah, I guess, you know, you'd think that would be good enough, but uh, it's not good enough because Obi-Wan, he gets a bunch of uh, flashbacks from like Revenge of the Sith and like some of the, their more recent battles, like, yeah, uh, you know, He's struggling. He's trying to hold the rocks up. You will die, master, and like yeah. And but then he uh, gets visions of Leia and Luke, and he realizes his purpose, and that he has to. um, Yeah, he has to fight him. Like he can't just willpower to do it. Yeah, and he just launches the boulders up, does his big Jedi jump out, and um, it. (laughs) And here's my other complaint. Uh, the fight was broken up by the stuff going on with Reva and Luke and Owen. Yeah, yeah. So it's all this. Um, yeah, both these scenes are happening at the same time. But I do like seeing Owen and Beru actually, you know, do a decent job fighting not only a force user, user but someone with a lightsaber. I was watching the weekly. Now, she, pla- I was watching uh, Caravan and Garbage Weekly Planet, and uh, they yeah, they pointed out podcast. Reva comes into the the homestead, and Luke and or or. Owen and Baru are waiting and Owen takes a shot that Reva did not oh, yeah. see coming. He just straight up missed. He just missed. So he had the chance. He had the chance there to just take her out. Yeah. <laughs> he was just a better shot. Yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was kind of entertaining. Uh, that's not what the plot wants. Yeah. Uh, but um and there is a part where he like jabs her and her wound and everything. So like um which I thought was cool, but yeah, she chases down Luke and everything. But anyways, getting back to Darvin and Obi Wan. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he sees he sees Leia and Luke and everything, and 
and I imagine if this was a movie, they would probably show like Qui Gon and Yoda and some other stuff from the prequels <laughs> if they had more time. But anyways, he finds yeah. um yeah he's like I I you know basically he gets his purpose again like I have to do this I have to fight Vader yeah um everything's depending on this and um he comes out yeah he jumps out and Vader's walking off and this and Obi Wan sneaks up on him and Vader barely catches it and um. At this point, Vader's on the defense. Yeah, yeah. I um, this is the point where I go, like, I don't think I expected Obi-Wan to kick Vader's ass in the way he did. But he starts kicking yeah. his ass. Like I, really I was bad. I was like, like okay, he'll hold hold his own and maybe come out on top barely enough. Or, enough or maybe he'll enough to justify maybe he'll that line some... in, in A New Hope where Vader's like, last time we met, you were the master, and I was the like. But yeah, or he maybe he would pull here. some kind. Maybe he'd pull some kind of Jedi, some slick trick to yeah. Vader. Or so, but you know. no, he just but, um, <laughs> fucking kicks his ass. Like, <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> Vader's on the back foot, and um, at one point, Obi Wan just launches a bunch of rocks at him. Yeah, <laughs> just, just it's the it's just lifting a bunch of rocks. The Force. Yeah, the force, which is this is the most powerful we've ever seen Obi Wan. Oh, anything. One hundred percent. He's um, just he's just full force powers, and he's way more yeah. aggressive than we've ever seen him in any fight. No, and um, well, because I think his mindset is like he's done everything he could with Anakin, and at this point, he has to just deal with his failure. Yeah. Um, and, and uh, yeah, he just barrages vader a bunch of rocks and vader's just i i imagine if it went on a little longer he'd be just like time out <laughs> yeah like fucking stop it just, dude like <laughs> it's like if we had like a lightsaber battle and i just started throwing rocks at you <laughs> in real life. i'd be like dude dude stop what, what the fuck <laughs> but um uh and uh, there is a part where they're like in close combat again once because Obi-Wan closes the distance after throwing all the rocks at him and Vader actually grabs Obi-Wan's arm but Obi-Wan like hits his control box or his yeah whatever for, it's for called, all like, you respirator. Star Wars haters who always say why don't it's obvious weakness why don't you just go for Vader's the buttons on his chest Obi-Wan did yeah he smashes yeah. it up and like there you he, go he here's an example of someone doing it <laughs> He disables his breathing, and it's the same sound effect as uh, in Return of the Jedi. His like raspy, yeah, his breathing machine's broken. His respirator, and then Obi Wan goes in for one lag, uh, last. Um, and there's plenty of moments in the fight where Obi Wan does his classic moves, mm-hmm. like he does the the same move he used against Darth Maul, where he does the block behind thing. Yeah, yeah. Like I thought that was sick, but yeah, he slices Vader's helmet open. Yeah, just like in the uh, Rebels with uh, Ahsoka, um, mm-hmm. except this is on the right side. Of, yeah, yeah, and um, and you just for one, we've never seen Vader beat like this. No, yeah. Besides, besides for some, even leash. Ahsoka didn't beat um, him this bad. She just got a good strike in on his face. Ahsoka got a strike and revealed part of his face, but his suit wasn't as damaged yeah. as this. Like Obi Wan, Obi Wan, like, he could have finished him off here. He could have killed him, 
again. Yeah. Um, he had a second chance where he beat him and just kind of bring himself to kill him because this time he just felt so pitiful and sad. Like it, it was a really emotional scene. Uh, I thought it was the best acted scene in this whole show. One of the best scenes in Star Wars. Yeah, I agree. That's that's why I'm so kind of all over the place with the show because it has a lot of stupid shit. But then again, a lot of Star Wars has stupid shit. Yeah. <laughs> but the parts that it gets the parts that it gets right is done really well. Yeah. And um but I I, I like what it, Vader does here where he he confronts Vader here. So he's beating him, he's taking off part of his mask, and he's like, he's yeah. trying to talk to Anakin, and then Vader goes like Yo, you didn't fit. You know, you, I'm not your biggest well, before failure. that. Wait, before that, like uh, Obi Wan is like basically in tears and is like, Anakin, I'm sorry for all of it, for everything. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and then Vader tells him that you know I'm no more. Anakin's no more, and everything. He he, he that, goes like, I'm not your biggest failure. You didn't. Kill, I'm not your failure. You didn't kill Anakin. I did. Anakin. Yeah, I did. And in a weird way, that does kind of take it off of a that gives Obi-Wan some relief, I would say. Because well, he he, he does guilt, the whole like, well, then my friend is truly dead, which is he says then my mirrors the image dead. in uh, uh, Return of the Jedi where Luke is like, then my father is truly dead. Because he's there's oh, a scene yeah. in, in uh, Return of the Jedi where Luke says that. Yeah, because he uh, says, I know Anakin's still there and everything. But Luke doesn't like, mean it. He's just, that's just banter. <laughs> He's just saying it to get something out of him, basically. Yeah. But Obi-Wan means this because, yeah, and he sees just how destroyed he is and, like, what he's become and that, you know, this whole time fighting Vader, you know, you just see the, him as this machine, mm-hmm. like this invincible force. But then when you, you finally see him beaten like this, like, it is really quite sad. Yeah, the whole scene is very true. What I liked about the scene is that it makes so in the original trilogy, after you've watched the prequels, when Obi Wan does the whole thing where it's like, uh, "Oh, Vader killed your father," uh, you know, from a certain perspective, that whole thing it makes Obi Wan seem that like makes, kind of an ass. Um, now it makes more sense. But it makes more sense that he would actually see it that way, and it makes him seem like less of an ass in the original trilogy. Yeah, but it still it still makes sense that Luke would not see it that way because Luke still sees hope. Anakin slash Vader literally tells him that I that he killed Anakin, not yeah, that he wasn't his failure and everything. And you see, I love the direction here with the blue and red lightsabers kind of fading back and forth mm-hmm. on his face, like kind of the conflict. And I think at one point his eyes aren't yellow, but then they go yellow again. Yeah, um, and he's smiling. Long behind the mask which is just weird <laughs> yeah. i don't like it uh, but um <laughs> that was a really good scene and um yeah one of the best lightsaber fights in Star Wars. like i'll be re-watching this one like i used to re-watch the obi-wan anakin fight like yeah yeah this is a uh, as far as the especially as far as the tv shows go i think the only episode that matches this would be the season two finale of mandalorian Right, yeah, yeah, with Luke taking on the dark troopers and everything. Yeah. However, I will say I I always thought Obi-Wan was like right around I never saw him as quite that powerful, I guess. 
Yeah. Um, I, 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 I always thought that. he was a really good duelist, but not like super powerful in the force. Like he could do his mind tricks, but like not where he could just like yeah. fuck Vader up that bad. Because there's parts, even besides when he throws the rocks at him, like he just shoves Vader across, you know, <laughs> area. And yeah, it's just crazy seeing Vader get beat like that. Cause like, yeah, I know technically Luke beat him when he cut his hand off and then all that, but like he, Vader wasn't really trying there. Yeah. Um, to see Vader get beat when he is trying uh, is pretty crazy. And then uh, we see Vader, he gets back, he's repaired and everything. And uh, the Emperor, it's Ian McDermott. I love that back. the Emperor is like, I laughed out loud at this scene where the Emperor is like, you seem agitated, Lord Vader. <laughs> I love that line. Yeah. I, I was like, <laughs> yeah, that's um, pretty good. But he tells them that you, you may have art, your feelings for your old master may have gone in the way and everything. And I do think so. But then Vader says, no, I don't. He means no nothing. Obi-Wan means nothing. It means nothing to me. Uh, yeah. And you're my only master and like we're going to hunt down. Um, but now, like going into A New Hope, you can see why, you know, they're both so hesitant in their fight. Yeah, it does kind of make um, sense. Because, well, especially on Vader's end, because Obi-Wan f- just fucked him up. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> he's like, he's like, the last two times we fought, I almost died. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> and I love also in that fight, I love how Ian McGregor's like, you know, Obi-Wan's jumping off like different rocks and like rolling around, um, like really mobile and like using that as an advantage because vader it, even when vader's trying to go super fast he's still really slow yeah uh, especially compared to like a jedi like obi-wan yeah he can only move so quickly like yeah yeah um but then we get a little bit of an epilogue well well and, for um, first what what happens is that obi-wan leaves the planet and he senses that luke is in danger yeah, he senses Luke. So he goes to help and, and he gets there in time to see Riva. She didn't have the heart to kill Luke. So she just yeah, brings she his unconscious to... body back to the homestead. And I really unconscious. I really I really appreciated that they didn't have Obi-Wan just show up to save the day there. Yeah, I yeah, I thought I was like, oh, is he gonna have to fight? They resisted the temptation. Reva he shows up to give some wise advice to Reva, yeah, which is more in line with how he's portrayed in a new hope is like he's the wise old man, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, she couldn't bring herself to do it, and she asked if she has become like Vader, and he's he's like, no. Like not even close. He's like, you chose not. You it. chose not to. You chose not to. Yeah. Like, um, I, I, I like that. Yeah, and she sees flashbacks of Anakin stabbing her and everything. So she, yeah, she doesn't do it. Um, but then after that's all said and done, Obi Wan visits uh, Leia again on Alderaan, mm-hmm. and he visits, yeah, with Bella Organa and everything, and um, he tells, and I love how when he shows up, Leia's like. Lola, like she, yeah, she just it runs right past him <laughs> to her droid. Yeah, but uh, you know, this helps connect it more of a new hope. You know, uh, how um, he tells Bell Organa, like, if you ever need me again, you know where to find me. Mm-hmm. And he tells Leia, like, if 
you ever need a tired old man (laughs) (laughs) um but uh, he also and he also makes sure to tell her hey you cannot tell anyone about us that could put us in danger yeah can't say that you know me and everything um he does the whole thing like then, uh you know you you got all these traits from your parents they were both great people leaves out the part where her dad killed a bunch of children but <laughs> and yeah where he just beat her dad up yeah he's like he's like yeah i almost just murdered your dad like 20 minutes ago yeah <laughs> well i guess um, not 20 minutes ago in universe but <laughs> yeah like like travel or whatever i don't know but you know, uh, so yeah, we get a sweet moment of that, and then he's back on Tatooine. Uh, he's moving his stuff out of his cave, and he tells Uncle Uncle Owen and everything that he'll be out of the way, that he'll watch from afar. Basically, he's like, basically, you're does, right. You're right that Luke needs to just be a boy. Yeah, he's right, and also Baru kind of talks some sense to Owen. I think that you know that Obi Wan is. It's good that Obi-Wan's there. Yeah. Um, it's like, it's good to have a Jedi Owen, Master nearby, just in case. Yeah, especially one that can defeat Darth Vader. Yeah, like, um, it's not a bad thing. But, but yeah, I, yeah, uh, I still can't get over that scene of Vader. Like, I've never yeah. seen Vader be like that. But, um, but yeah, and <laughs> Owen finally lets him uh, meet Luke. He's like, do you want to meet him? And then and we get the And he says it, he says it. Another, yeah, yeah, and that's all we get. We and then Luke responds with, "Oh, and he gives General him- Kenobi." <laughs> he gives him, yeah, he has flashbacks. No, but he gives him the toy, the toy shuttle that Luke is playing with for uh, yeah. the New Hope. Um, because everything in Star Wars has to have an explanation. Well, he tried to give Owen, him that like- in the first episode, and and Owen was like, "Don't give him Owen- this shit." Yeah, Owen was like, "Take it back." And then he finally yeah. just he just regifted it. Yeah. Uh, and I oh and Leia, he gives Ta- Leia Talas holster, I think. Yeah. Yeah, her holster. And is that the same holster she has? Maybe. <laughs> I don't um, know. It's it's not like it doesn't show her her holster in the original trilogy doesn't ever seem to be anything special. So who knows? Right. She doesn't even always wear um, a holster. <laughs> No, um, but she's like, Why didn't you give me a blaster? And she's like, He's like, Leia, you're 10 years old. Yeah, he's like, I'm not <laughs> that irresponsible. That was pretty good, but uh, yeah, it's so he's off on his little uh camel thing, the thing that was in Phantom Menace. Uh, I forget what they're called, but uh, and he's heading towards Beggar's Canyon. And we see Qui-Gon Jinn. Yeah. Uh, Le- Liam Neeson is back and his they, force they, goes. And from what I understand, they actually got him back for it. Yeah, and he looks the same. Yeah. And he's basically like, uh, it took you long enough. <laughs> yeah, sassy little bitch. Because the whole time, like, well, he says, I was there the whole time. You just couldn't see. Now, this is a retcon here. I heard about. I don't know too so, much about it. Basically, uh, this the way it was in Legends. It was said that Qui Gon, he trained, he learned from the uh, the muse or whatever the fuck they're called, the, the Force Priest muse things. 
mm-hmm. how to become a force ghost and live on through the living force. But he didn't finish his training before he was killed by Darth Maul, so he couldn't manifest as a physical ghost. And this was Legends, but in the Clone Wars TV show, he does appear in an episode when they're, it's the episode where they're on that Force Nexus planet with the, the father and the sister and the brother. Okay. And he appears to Anakin and is basically like, I'm able to appear physically here because of this is a Force Nexus. So this is retconning it, basically saying Qui-Gon can appear physically. Um, I think it's also, Honestly. I think it's also implying you have to have the uh, kind of the peace at mind and willpower to be able to see him. Mm-hmm. Which they do actually show that with Obi Wan too, where like Luke, he he Luke is not able to see Obi Wan as a ghost immediately. No, no, it takes him a while, a little um, bit before honestly, he's able to do that. I think uh, retconning that is for the better, just for this moment at yeah. least. We get to see um, Liam Neeson in the weird chin strap beard and long hair again. Yeah, yeah, and I would love <laughs> to see their adventures. <laughs> that was the what the Weekly Planet suggested is that a buddy cop comedy <laughs> sequel with Qui Gon and Obi Wan. That would be pretty good. They also suggested something about a frat, like a fraternity. So I'm thinking like a fraternity, a fraternity comedy, buddy comedy with Liam Neeson and Ewan McGregor. I'd be down for that. Like Animal House. But Star Wars. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but um, and yeah, that's it. And we just know that you know they could possibly make a season two of this. Maybe they shouldn't. To be honest, um, I don't know how they would exactly do a season two. I could see them bringing in Obi Wan and other. Don't have him fight Vader again or anything. But doing another season that's solely focused on Obi-Wan would be weird, I think. And, like, don't have him fight Vader again. Yeah, That should be the last fight before A New Hope. It makes perfect sense now. It was done great. Leave it alone. It it will become... It will even weaken Vader more if he gets beat by Obi-Wan again. Yeah. (laughs) That'd be really stupid. Don't do that. Um but I like how I think the show does a good job and some people don't think so, but I do that they show Vader is this like invincible force that he's just so above everyone else. He's scary. He's big. He's so powerful. The force He just rips mm-hmm. ships apart, whatever. He can stop lightsabers with the force. And he tried that on Obi-Wan didn't yeah. work. Um, but then it also shows Obi-Wan just whipping his ass in the end. And that just shows how powerful Obi-Wan is. And um, when he believes in himself, basically, yeah, uh, and yeah. when he's when he's in tune with the forest and everything, but like, um, yeah, I thought it was good, and they should leave it there. Uh, I bet you anything, we're gonna get a Reva spinoff. Um, I'd be okay with that. I like. And I've seen people like talk it. about how you know maybe it should be a prequel, like how she becomes an Inquisitor and stuff. Mm, um, I would rather see her what she does after this. Yeah, yeah, it could go either way for me. Um, yeah, like a dark Jedi, that would be cool. And yeah, I think, uh, yeah, what they did with her in the last couple episodes were really good. It's just how they got there, you know, she was just a really cheesy villain for a while. Yeah, she was just Um, generic bad guy, 
for for the yeah, first couple first few episodes. I just never took her seriously. Um, but actress um, Moses, she did it. I think she did a good job being that character, even yeah. when she was annoying. It's like if you can get people to think you're annoying, then you're obviously doing something right with performance. <laughs> yeah. But then those those last couple episodes you know where she's beaten and humiliated by vader and then you know she tries to kill luke and then she talks obi-wan and uh, and she kind of she's like kind of on the light side now she's kind of finding her place now they so, kind of yeah, made her seem very what i think was good is they made her in the last couple episodes seem very human yeah you know she she you know she she just lashed out and went to go find luke because she failed and and obi-wan consoling her being like you know you you didn't become like him you chose not to you yeah um and it leaves her open i think it leaves it open for her to do further things and be a good character and yeah most of my suspense was yeah with the vader obi-wan fight but also with luke not seeing her saber or anything yeah I was just like the whole time I was watching, I was like, just do not mess this up. Do not break the cannon. They, look- they managed not to. Yeah. They, <laughs> it was close. Because if he would have now you could just say, oh, he was just a dumb kid anyways. He probably wouldn't remember, but you know, so um I'm glad they didn't do that. Yeah. Um, well, anyways. Yeah, I don't I don't really have- synopsis. Overall, I liked it. It was a good show. I love you and McGregor. I, yeah, even yeah, he was great <laughs> the whole time. Anything great. with him in it, I'm, I'm down for. It was great with Hayden Christensen back, um, but it had its ups and downs. I think, um, basically, you know, and up until episode three, five, and six, you know, I think it, was, it wasn't the, kind of it wasn't the be all end all great show Star Wars thing that we. That a lot of people were hoping it would be no it, but it was still a, good like i have to be honest like as a show as a series i think it was just average yeah um it's because it's just weighed down by just just some you know just silly things with the plot you know how the plot just had to keep moving and like the second ship showing up the trench coat thing yeah and reva is just you know a very you know generic villain for a while Mm -hmm. um and yeah like what you said earlier a lot of it does kind of feel fan-made yeah um yeah it's it's just didn't i don't know why especially yeah especially Episode three, at least until Vader showed up, the whole time I was like, they literally just filmed this in like the Mojave. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like uh, just Joshua trees. Yeah, and just like, put some, get some guys in Stormtrooper outfits and yeah. call it a day. Um, you know, but um, but the highs were really good. The battles were really good. Like, you know, yeah, the dramatic moment with him and uh, Anakin at the end was awesome. And it, you know, brought me back to like their fight, Revenge of the Sith, the same kind of emotions and stuff. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like with him screaming Obi Wan at the end, you know, that's definitely something he would do. Um, and it actually helped humanize Vader even more, like seeing more of that side of Vader. Like that, it's it helped, still, it helped. I think it helped me connect Vader and Anakin a little bit more. Because sometimes yeah. it's hard to see them as the same person. 
Well, right, because Vader's, you know, you know, his armor and everything. And, but yeah, when you actually, you know, especially live action, seeing him, like, just how bad a shape he's in and yeah. how he's, he, the only reason he's alive is from the dark also, side. Also, there's a, one, one detail is that earlier in the series, when they show Vader in a back to tank, he putting his helmet on, they show there's a scar that's not there that is there when Luke takes off his helmet and he gets that scar from Obi-Wan in the, that, that oh, last yeah. fight. Yeah. It's, so that's yeah, cross people were like, right well, you know, forehead. that's yeah. People were like complaining being like, Oh, you're missing the scar from his head. Well, he got that from Obi-Wan in the last fight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is still funny thinking about how they fight each other in a new hope, you know, it's just like shaking, yeah, two you know. old men just, poking their lightsabers at each other yeah. swords obi-wan does a little spin it's just yeah i guess the years on tatooine after this weren't too good to him but i guess he's already proven that he can just beat vader and that wasn't the point in a new hope it was yeah well he vader himself. didn't beat him in a new hope technically no he, he just let him beat him yeah he just let let go of his guard to become a force ghost and help yeah. luke, luke escape yeah yeah um honestly so what would you give it out of 10 i'd give it a seven out of 10 i think a seven's really fair yeah. and i don't think i could go any lower than seven i would no, give yeah. it an eight um it would get an eight basically if you cut out a couple episodes it's yeah focus it, more if this was a movie I'm not saying, it'd be an eight out of ten it should have been a movie yeah. Well, but, if it was a movie, it could have been a nine out of ten. Hell, yeah. I mean, because there's just filler, and if they would have really focused on Anakin and Obi Wan, because uh, those are the best scenes. Yeah. And I'm not saying I'm not saying don't do the Reva stuff, because the oh, stuff that worked with her was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just um, there's there is a lot of slow moments that could be cut out. The entire fourth episode could have been cut. Yeah, it was still fun. There's like a, but it it shows us the Jedi, like in the, like frozen or something. Those are corpses. Corpses. Yeah. Yeah. I only Um, recognized one of them. Yeah, that one weird looking guy. Yeah, he. uh, Yeah, he's in the Clone Wars. Clone Wars. Yeah. (laughs) And there was just a frozen young. Yeah. A dead frozen young. Um. We assume they're dead. I, I think there's something going on with like using their DNA or something, trying to clone Jedi. Um, yeah, something like that. Maybe the the beginnings of that project that why the Empire or the Empire Remnants was trying to get Baby Yoda. Yeah, maybe, maybe yeah. that. I don't know. Grogu. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think a seven out of ten is really fair. I could see people giving it a six out of ten. Um, if you don't put, you know, that much into, if you think about it more, you know. Yeah. No, uh, I, I just think I, I really liked it overall, but yeah, it just had, it had some moments that make me not willing to give it an eight or a nine. You know, no, it had really, well, you know, like the Obi-Wan Vader battle was basically a 10 out of 10. For oh me, yeah. Yeah. And, and their, their conversation after that, but um, it's just, 
it took so long to get there and i'm not i think it should have just been a movie i think that would have been a better idea i think make you're it, right make it tighter yeah. avoid a lot of filler make it tight and you can introduce Reva in the movie and then do a spinoff series with her. But we literally got a whole series with her and we just started liking her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. As a character. I, I'd be down. So, I'm down with her character. I'm down with seeing more of her. But yeah. Will you watch her spinoff? They didn't. I would watch it. Yeah. I mean, but they didn't. You're right. Yeah, but they didn't. They didn't even start her character arc really until the second to last episode. Yeah. Like, and then, and then. But the the four episodes before that were just bad guy. <laughs> so I do think it's interesting that Obi Wan only fought Vader, like as far as yeah, Dark Side users go. Um, I was wondering, is he ever going to fight Reva? Is he going to fight? Maybe you do you see him brother? do some cool uh, lightsaber against stormtrooper stuff? Yeah, he, but you know, he baseball you he storm- baseball bats a few blaster bolts at some point during a couple of the episodes. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, there's one part where he's like hitting a stormtrooper and it doesn't just slice through him. You know, there. I like this. I do like the scene in episode stuff. four where Leia's in that like dark chamber and the lights go out and they show Obi Wan like ignite his lightsaber and take out a stormtrooper and then turn it off and disappear in the darkness again. And he no, yeah, appears was, behind the other a, stormtrooper. That was cool. That was very, yeah. very Alec Guinness of him. Yeah. Uh, running around, you know, corridors with his lightsaber. Um, yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, seven out of ten. Do you agree with that? Or Yeah, I mean, it could have, yeah, like I said, it could have lost some of its filler, could have been more condensed. I think it would have been better as a movie. But it still has really good parts, and and it connects to A New Hope without breaking any canon. It the only thing that retconned was Qui Gon Jinn. Yeah, um, and it's only barely but, a retcon. Not like no one would notice that unless you're a really fucking big nerd. Like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but um, anyway, uh, I think we'd give it the odd drunk seal of approval for the most part here. Uh, oh, definitely, your Star Wars yeah. fan, watch it. <laughs> Uh, if you're a Ewan McGregor also, fan, watch um, it. <laughs> happy belated birthday to Christopher Lee. Um, oh, yeah. Rest in he peace. turned 100. Trivia, he turned 100 when the show premiered on May 27th. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. He was great. Yeah. Rest in peace. But um, anyway, uh, I don't think I have anything else to say about the show. We've said no, everything. me neither. Um, um, I think we said everything that can be said. And, you know, is, you know, maybe one day we'll rank the movies with the shows or just a show. I don't know. We'll see how task. <laughs> we'll see how it fits with the rest of Star Wars as time goes on. Yeah. Um, I would definitely put it above like Book of Boba Fett, even though what's funny, Book of Boba Same. Fett's last two episodes were really good. Yeah. <laughs> You know what they did to his character is kind of confusing, um, <laughs> but um, it's still either way. Even when I watched, like you said, when we watched uh, Rise of Skywalker, we still had a fun time. Uh, it's yeah, just as soon as you start thinking about it, that's when <laughs> uh, things can go wrong. But, um, but yeah, yeah, Obi Wan was it was definitely worth the while though. Like that, just for that finale, that was great. Like, I, I loved it. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
And yeah, that's all I got to say. You want to uh, close this one out? Yeah, not, nothing else to say here. Uh, you know, uh, check again, check out our, uh, as usual, check out our Instagram or Facebook. Um, check out our Twitch yeah. now. Uh, yeah, it's it's all in the link tree. Yeah, uh, in the description. Hopefully, that's working. <laughs> but it's uh, linktree.com at odd drunk pod, and um, yeah, and yeah, and our Instagram handles at odd drunk pod as well. So that's where you'll yeah. see some stuff there. And yeah, and if you enjoy the podcast, uh, give us a download, leave us a review on whatever platform allows it. Yep, <laughs> we we do read the reviews. Yeah, we do. Yeah. yeah. So you have, if you have something to say, we we will yeah. we'll see it. <laughs> yeah, just don't be uh racist or an asshole. Yeah. Or anything like that. Uh, and you would never. <laughs> anyway, uh stay tuned for next week and uh let's roll that yeah, out. That's so. it. Yeah. <laughs> this is not a test. I repeat this is not a test. The Odd Drunk Podcast recommends you follow their Instagram and join their Facebook group for more fun content. To visit all of our current streaming and social media platforms, visit the link tree in the description. If you enjoy the show, we would be appreciated it if you would leave a review on Apple Podcasts. The Odd Drunk Podcast would like to remind you to drink responsibly and not to drink and drive. Okay Colton you can roll the outro now.